Hey everyone, we are so excited to the reaction in the community for the pod. I need to take a moment of your time to tell you to please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or hit the follow button on Spotify. We are in the humble beginning stage of our show and establishing a listener base is of paramount importance and will help us determine the frequency of future episodes. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to News Little Podcast, an audio program discussing the almost 50-year history of News Little Theater and the backstage antics and stories that come along with running a community theater in a small town. I'm your host, Matt Gore, and we are coming to you from NLT's stage and base of operations, the little log cabin located on the banks of the Noose River in Smithfield, North Carolina. We lovingly refer to it as the hut. Oh, Mita. We're back. <laughs> We're back. I, I really want to play uh, Aerosmith's Back in the Saddle again, but even if you play like 15 seconds of it, you could get sued. So right. just imagine that song playing in the background. Okay, I am so happy to finally on the podcast to be promoting a show that NLT is actually rehearsing. <laughs> it's finally here. The last in the line, but yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, and we had always talked about what would eventually happen when uh, the podcast would shift into more of a promotional podcast instead of an interview podcast. And this is going to start that transition ever so slightly. We'll still have uh, interviews with uh, NLT favorites along the way, but once we start back up and running, there's going to be some more interesting uh, podcasts, uh, you know, with like crew members and cast, you know, and we're going to try to mix it up and keep it, keep it interesting as we go. But for now, Mita, tell me about this new show at NLT. Um, well, it is called The Last Train to Nibrock, and it's... Um written by Arlene Hutton, and it's about two young people in 1940 going east from Los Angeles, California. Um, one is recently um, discharged from the, the Army Air Corps, and the other is a young woman who's coming back from visiting who she thought was going to be her fiancé, and they both have reason to sort of doubt where their their future is going because their their plans have changed so so quickly but uh it, it follows them over the course of about two and a half years um their friendship at which blossoms into something else and so it's 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 about the world forcing you to grow up a little faster than you intended and having to i'm trying to think of how to phrase it how you have to to sort of learn to life doesn't follow your path that you plan you have mm -hmm. to sort of allow yourself the the flexibility to to find the happiness in in sort of how things turn out best laid plans and all that correct yeah uh, speaking of like uh you know uh, best laid plans and all that you're directing this show, and you kind of hit the ground running. And we were talking off mic about all the stuff you were having to do, and it was, it was, it was a lot in the time we uh, had to do it because we kind of decided to do this, you know, not too long ago. You guys have had rehearsals. This is what your second or third week of rehearsal? Second? Uh, we had two weeks of rehearsals, so okay. we're going into third next week. So, what's it like hitting the ground running on all of this? 
Um, it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I, you know, cause we've been talking for a year now going, Oh, we can't wait till we're back on stage. We can't wait. We're, you know, we're ready. We're ready. And no, we weren't ready. But <laughs> no, I mean, we, I've been here pretty much every weekend or at least 70% of the weekend since the whole, you know, the quarantine started and everything shut down. But I've, I've sort of forgotten how to do things cause there's things that used to be second nature you know, and planning and, and all of this sort of stuff that I've had to relearn. Um, like posters and, and, and publicity and tickets and all of that sort of stuff. Sort of everybody's like, oh, yeah, we do have to do that, don't we? <laughs> so um, it's been inter- it's very interesting. It's almost like we're we're starting from scratch, only luckily we have a you know, history on our side that we kind of know how things work. We just have to remember to do them now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of just getting that train rolling again. It's been quiet for a while. And everybody's made plans and everybody's sort of gotten their own lives and their own thing. We sort of all dispersed to, to, well, I say dispersed, but we've all sort of gotten into our own bubble, into our own routine. And so this was not on the radar for a lot of folks. So they have things planned that they didn't, this wasn't planned you know in their schedule so it's sort of like please come help me <laughs> so yeah 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 um yeah i i uh i understand that you're you're saying that you, you know it's just a little bit overwhelming at this point and a little bit yeah because yeah. i i think people forget <clears throat> how much work there really is in it because like i said there's box office and ushers and Tickets and posters and programs and light and sound and backstage and set construction and you know and there's all of these things. And Not to mention this uh, on-demand thing and the cameras right, yeah. and you know and that whole aspect, which that whole aspect by itself is a job. Yeah, you know? and, and learning that has been has been fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when does the show actually go up? Uh, the dates are March 19th, 20th, 21st, 26th, 27th, and 28th, mm-hmm. and the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th of April. So basically the last, uh, last three weekends in March heading into Easter weekend Correct. in April. We, we are doing a show on Easter, so, you know, if you're stuck at home. <laughs> and that's when our, um, we are going to do on demand for that, that last week. So yeah. if, if you don't feel comfortable coming to the theater, even though we're going to have very limited seating and everybody needs to be masked, um, our cast will not be for most performances, but on Sunday afternoons we will be mm-hmm. for those who prefer it. And um, the, what we will have on demand for those that do not feel comfortable being in the theater, but want to watch it. So we'll have it recorded, but that will be from the 27th, March 27th through April 4th, I believe is what our on demand dates are. So that last, basically that last week you can watch it. Uh, If you call and make a reservation, which I highly recommend because if you want to see it in the building, because we're only going to have about 20 or to 25 and they're $13 in advance with reservations 15 if they're available if you walk up. And the on-demand is 15 but that includes all of the streaming fees. Right, right. Um, and basically, you guys douse down the, uh, the theater and the hut with the, you know, the safety juice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, Ghostbuster, the, Ghostbuster, the Ghostbuster pack. We do. We have, we have the Ghostbusters 
backpack and uh we've got gallons of the the disinfectant right so well we're really looking forward to that and i'm so glad that we're actually getting up and running and doing something and this say this play actually sounds really interesting it's like a it sounds like almost like a a two-person uh two-person romance play and it is it's a little bit of a romance uh kind of idea um and it's only two people so god bless them <laughs> yeah yeah we'll talk more about that when we have uh dylan and annabeth right. on at the last part of the show um what's the rehearsals been like i mean uh, it it's been interesting because uh, we've not been able to get together as much as I would have liked to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, so I'm hoping they've been learning their lines when they're not here. <laughs> um, but the problem with a two-person show is you got to work. If one person's not here, that's 50% of the cast. So it's hard to, you know, if you've got 20 people on a cast, you can kind of work around everybody. But so we've just had to sort of get together when we can get together and, and, and work the show. So. Well, I mean, it, it, there's pros and cons to that. Right. that you can kind of, the scheduling's easier, but at the same time, if someone drops out, you can't do the, you, you can't rehearse that night. Right. Is there, I mean, there's, there can't be a whole lot of blocking in this show. I mean, no, actually it's a very simple show. Um, there'll be a bench in the middle of the stage and they sit for quite a bit of it cause they're on the train uh-huh. and then they're in a park and then, there on the back porch so it's 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 fairly simple blocking but um and again it's it's going to be it's really only one act so there's three scene changes but or two scene changes but um it's only going to run for about an hour an hour and 15 so it, it's not so bad honestly it sounds like the perfect play uh to have well and uh, that's what i thought yeah because it would be it was simple you know simple to stage mm-hmm. you only have two actors so it's it's you don't have to worry about too many people being on the stage. You don't have to worry about everybody being in each other's face. You don't have to, you know, it, so that was the reason why. And it's one that I had on the back burner for a long time, and I really like the show. Uh-huh. So that's the reason why I was wanted to do it. So. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a perfect opportunity. Um, and they've been doing a good job with it. So. Well, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see any show at NLT, but um, this one, this one, uh, looks to be very interesting indeed, and we'll have some information coming up on uh, uh, future shows and all that. That's still being you know nailed down. We haven't really uh, finalized that yet. Um, this is kind of like a almost. Would you agree, Mita, that this is almost like a, a little tester show to see how it goes? Yeah, I think so. It's like the canary in the coal mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's see how this one does, and we'll you know. But and the. The audience wants to come back. I, there's no, there's nothing in me that, that that doubts that they want to come back. It's just you have to mix that with also people like people doing it again for the first time in over a year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, and I don't want to 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 make anybody feel bad about it because, quite honestly, I I did the same thing because when I, I was like, yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's do this. And I got in here. I'm like, oh my god, how much work is this? Mm-hmm. <sighs> So what was I thinking? This is a bad idea. <laughs> um, we'll have to get you some backup. <laughs> well, Stephen, it's like. Yeah, I was wondering. I was wondering. I was like, 
Because I haven't seen a whole lot of students. You said he's been busy on the weekends. Yeah, he's he's helping out at St. Anne's with the, the COVID vaccines. He's okay. directing traffic and giving out clipboards. No. and So he's, he spends most Saturday mornings doing that. As Every much as we need him here, that is much, much more <laughs> yes, important. it's really important. Yeah. But we spent, like, all of last Saturday, because he had last Saturday off. They didn't have a, a clinic last Saturday. We spent all of last Saturday <laughs> making these two black panels you see on the wall over here. All day. All day is what we, that's what we spent. <laughs> uh, interesting. That's not going to project anything, is it? Or, no, no. The, the, we're good. At, we need five more. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that sounds like a good arts and craft project for a Saturday afternoon. Uh, um, okay. It was, it was very entertaining. It was, um, you learned a lot about your significant other when you have to do a project like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um i would yeah that is the same for me and tamra although i did put i did successfully put together a fireplace with only cursing like two times so i think that's a win isn't that a win oh uh, you did better than we did <laughs> well if you're cursing you know you're doing it right that's what, that's what my grandfather always said um uh all right well, we're going to take a quick break right there, and then we're going to bring on Anna Beth Clark and Dylan Atwood, and we're going to talk to them about their perspective from rehearsing this new play, and uh, we'll pick it back up there. All right, and we're back. Um, sitting here with me today is two people I'm very ex excited to have on the podcast. I do believe they have the distinction of being the youngest people we've had on the podcast since most of our interviews have been with our older members and people who've done it for a while. And... Uh, that's an interesting perspective I'm hoping to talk to them about. But also, they have uh, the distinction of being the first cast. Yes, the first full cast uh, of the uh, next show that's going to be at NLT, and that is uh, Train to Busan. No, I'm just kidding. Last Train to Nivrock. <laughs> I keep calling it Train to Busan by accident. No, that's a zombie movie on Netflix. Um, so sitting, sitting here with me today is Annabeth Clark. Hey, Annabeth. What's Hi. up? And Dylan Atwood. Hi, hello, hello, hello. What is up? Uh, thank you for coming on to the podcast today. Thank and you for having us. Yes, thank you. Um, we're going to talk about uh, La Last Train to Nibrock here in a second, but first we kind of want to get like a little bit of background in there. We're going to start with you, Annabeth. Now, your first show here at NLT was what? The 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. One of my absolute favorites. Was not involved in any way, uh, but I love that show. Um, so you, you played one of the kids. It's adults yes. playing children. Yes, I was Marcy Park. That's right. And she is, uh, explain her, she's very sullen and very dour. Yes, she's um, good at everything, perfect at everything, gets the highest grade. She's the like best at everything so coming into this spelling bee it's just another like spelling bee for her she's bored with it mm. she's expecting to win it and um along the way she kind of has a lot of self-doubt and has um i guess an epiphany and rediscovers herself right see you thought you'd be bad at this anna but that was excellent oh my gosh thank you <laughs> that was so good that was an excellent answer <laughs> um that show in particular um, I felt had a real energy to it and it also felt I could feel it not only was there everybody having a really good time on stage I could feel everybody had worked really hard oh yes and Definitely. that's not to say that we don't work hard on every single show but sometimes there are just shows and casts that have an energy and you can kind of tell it was it was 
I'll say it, it was a little bit next level for me. And oh, I was, wow, thank yeah, you. I was very impressed. I was overall very impressed with the uh, 25th annual Quotenham County Spelling Bee. And that's coming from the guy who's not a huge musical fan. Uh, that thank is, you for that. <laughs> you're welcome. That is, that is kind of petered off in years and uh, I can uh, respect musicals. Um, However, uh, that one just had a little bit of extra flavor that I liked to it. Um, Thank you. So next was Mamma Mia. Now, we've mm-hmm. covered Mamma Mia a fair bit on this podcast, but let's get real quickly a young person's perspective. That was your first show here, Dylan. What was that like? Oh, it was it was like summer camp, it felt like. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah. You're, uh, you're from uh, the Goldsboro area, mm-hmm. and I've done a lot of shows with uh, CST, and I also done some stuff with uh, Benson Little Theater. And you were in my last show, Rope, actually. Yes, I was. And uh, as uh, the Butler Sabot, it did very well, I might add. Um, so what kind of got you to NLT? What brought you down to NLT to try out for Mamma Mia? Oh, well, I did Oklahoma um, in the spring. Uh, that was with Center Stage in Goldsboro. I did that. And you were? With, I was Allie Hackman that. You were very, you were awesome. Yes, I was there, very right? good in that. Um uh, so you just heard about it during uh, kind of like you'd heard about it during the run of that show and like oh, I want to go check out NLT the Mamma Mia type thing because it, it was Mamma Mia was a show that had just been available to license for community theaters and so it was kind of like a hot show and kind of like everybody wanted to do it and NLT was one of the ones that managed to snag it up first so everybody was kind of like whoa they're doing Mamma Mia I've heard of that musical you know so um, what was that like well actually um so when I first ever heard of Mamma Mia, I did not have any interest in doing Mamma Mia. Uh, uh-huh. It sounded like uh, just uh, pretty lame. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but then I'm a big ABBA fan. And so uh, I knew this girl, uh, this actress, Annabeth Clark. Mm-hmm. Hey. Uh, oh, hey, Annabeth. Oh, hey. Hey. Didn't see you there. But yeah, I uh, heard from her about uh, NLT and that it was a cool place. And I'd seen actually a vintage Hitchcock. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was the first show I saw here, mm-hmm. and I, after coming and being in here, I knew I wanted to come and work on this stage. And uh, but yeah, Mama Mia, the cast was like a family, mm-hmm. uh, and I know no one's really talked about it on this podcast, but <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and um, I wish we had gone for three weeks with that show. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are going three weeks with this show, which is a uh, which is a new thing at NLT, and uh, makes perfect sense because of the limited audience and stuff like that. Um, so that's going to be like a. What were you telling me uh, outside, Dylan? How it's kind of compare it to like the last show you did? Yes. Yeah, so uh, Sabo in Rope was a very minor character. Um, I had a lot to do in my scenes, but I only had about maybe three. Three appearances on stage, and, mm-hmm. and two of those times I was walking as quick as I could across stage. Yeah, but uh, but that show, I had about thirteen lines in the whole show, mm-hmm. and that was like a fifty-yard dash uh, compared to doing this, which is like a like a ten k. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's exciting, and that pushed me just as much as this is gonna push me. Yes, I, I love it. I love I love seeing actors stretch themselves and uh, get and getting outside of their comfort zone and not being complacent. You know, I feel I feel like whenever you become complacent, you know, you stop learning. You know, you stop growing mm-hmm. as an actor and even mm-hmm. as a person in life. Uh, always learning new things is very important. Uh, so, moving on from Mamma Mia, and uh, I remember I remember Mita talking about this show, and 
Uh, I remember I was at the, obviously I was at the board meeting where it was decided it, we were going to do it, and we talked briefly about the characters in the show, and I was like, well, it looks like you got to cast some actors, you know, and you know we left it at that, and then about a week later, you know, I was just like, you know what? Honestly, Dylan would be pretty good for this role, and so I texted me to write fast. And I was like, you should maybe check out Dylan for this one. You know, he's really good to work with. And then she texted me back uh, five minutes later and said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I already cast him. We had read through last <laughs> night. And that actually was the same thing with Annabeth, too. That came along later, believe it or not. That, I was like, have you thought? She's like, because I was like, I found my guy. Now I got to find my girl. I was like, you know, have you thought about Annabeth? And then two days later, she was like, oh, yeah, 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 Annabeth. Uh, so I had actually thought of you two for these roles. <laughs> And Mita had already Mita had already cast you, so that was like a, a cool bit of synchronicity right there. Well, thank you. That's very yeah, it's, flattering. It's very scary. <laughs> but you don't want to just very flattering. Mm -hmm. Well, um, it is nice. It is nice to be offered a role <laughs> it, it, yes. because we didn't hold auditions because we wanted to, you know, limit limit. We wanted to let in, limit any possibilities of uh, it being unsafe, so we decided to uh, to just go ahead and do a pickle, and uh, that usually doesn't happen here. So, but congratulations for that. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. What's it like from your perspective, Annabeth? What is it like, you know, coming in because you're used to being in musicals? Oh yes. Yeah. What is it like switching from mostly musicals to this very much a very much a play play? Um, it's been pretty tough. It, it like I'm used to. Um these long, like, grueling hours of rehearsal with, like, you know, um, music rehearsals, dance rehearsals, like, all of this stuff with, and me not really having a lot of lines, not really being the main character, the main focus. So um, not only is it completely different, um, like, the type of show it is, but the type of character I'm playing, too, is completely different. So rehearsals have been a lot of, like, me trying different things and then it not really working out and going oh like considering the time period and considering um what's going on in the world and the character and all of this stuff so it's it's been pretty interesting to um uh face a show like this and a character like this in such a intense way i guess you feel more for lack of a better term exposed maybe like uh oh yes you don't have like the music and the and the dancing to rely on you know right. it's it's just you and the dialogue right and not only is it without any music or dancing and a lot of it is um, relying on me it's like only me and Dylan yeah. and like no one else yeah so you don't you don't have any uh you're working without a net right yeah. exactly <laughs> well that to me that to me as an actor to me as an actor that would be exhilarating at the same time terrifying yes <laughs> <laughs> but a, a great challenge a great challenge that uh, that yes. that will truly help you grow mm -hmm. um now so for me what's it been like working with these young people you know it's been it's been good they've actually been very receptive i was i was kind of excited cuz it's been hard to get back in the director groove because it's been so long, but they've actually, when we've delved really deeply into the character aspect of it, sort of like where they're coming from, what they're doing, what they're thinking, and so they've been very receptive, and it's really nice because sometimes you get folks who are like, I, I don't want to do it that way. I just want to recite the lines, and no. they, they've been very good about sort of taking what I tell them to heart and, and working on it. and. So I'm 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 good with that. <laughs> to me, to me, as a director, of the character work is my favorite part. It is that point 
like two weeks into rehearsal, two weeks before you open type of deal where you're working the characters and stuff like that. That's why I always push my people to get off book as soon as possible so we can work those character moments and stuff like that. That's, that's always my, my favorite part. And well, so Dylan, mm -hmm. heading into that, the character work and stuff like that, you weren't familiar with uh, uh, that type of rehearsal process when you first came to a noose. And honestly, you really didn't work on running a scene until it worked, until you got to rope, right? Yeah, that's correct. So that was your first experience with that. Tell us about that. Tell us about how, how, how you have to adjust when it just doesn't work and you have to fix it. Well, I actually... So it, it's, it's funny how acting is like a, a double-sided thing where um, it's, it's exciting and it's a rush, but also uh, you're filled with self-doubt mm -hmm. at all times. But, I don't know, you've got the confidence to think you're good enough to go for it, but you're also filled with self-doubt. Yeah. But uh, I, I, love, uh, I love getting notes because... And I look at it, the more notes I get that I, my, the first way I did it was not quite right, the farther I get from, from me and the closer I get to the character. Mm -hmm. And I can kind of separate more. And, and, and I don't pick up um, on all the subtext all the time. I didn't have any training professionally like that. All right. Well, that's, that's part of working with the director and, and, and figuring out that subtext. You know, it's so easy, for example, me to tell you the subtext, but if you figure it out yourself, mm -hmm. you'll learn it. You'll, it'll stay in your head better. It'll, you'll, learn, you'll learn and use it in the next show. And the self-doubt, you're right. Almost every great artist I know has, at times, crippling self-doubt. I think everybody in here included. But... It's about having the confidence to know you can overcome that and knowing that while you may not be a, a, a perfect person or and probably far from a perfect actor, you have confidence in your craft. You know, you have that muscle memory. You know, you've done it before. And th it, that's just something that comes along with doing it a lot. And that is something I felt you've come a long way and, as an actor from what I've personally experienced with you. I found that pretty much every role I get now scares the crap out of me, uh, even just a, being a French butler, because I know in my heart that I'm not a butler, and I'm not French. <laughs> I know in my heart I'm not a butler. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what makes it exciting. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, what's, it like doing that uh, 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 what's it like doing that character work for you, Annabeth? Um, it's very interesting. Uh, like I said, this is a character I haven't really... Um... Describe her for me. Um, <laughs> she's... Uh, she's tough. She's, um... No, describe her for me. You described her when I, went, when I saw you the other night at Play On. She's, oh, no, I can't. She is. <laughs> can't say that on here. Uh, yeah. She's, I'll say it. Uh, and then, <laughs> no, no, I'm She's very, um, like, things are very black and white. Um, and like I said, like, considering the time period and everything, uh, it's it's just interesting. She's Christian. She's uh, has her mind made up about everything, and I think um, Dylan's character is her gray and her starting to grow and change. And um, it's very interesting. I guess you just have to come see the show and like <laughs> see how she grows. You're doing fine. How old is your character in the play? Um, I think she's around my age. She's like 21, 22 um, as it goes on. So. 
she's at this one in her life where she's kind of figuring out the person she's going to be. Right. And she's kind of exposed to different paths in life that she wasn't exposed to probably growing up. Right. And she had a very like, um, definite idea of what her life right. should be. And, um, like uh, Mita had described in the show that it was like completely thrown off its tracks, mm -hmm. uh, like a train, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. And as she's, uh, learning that things aren't always perfect and she's not always going to be perfect. Um, she grows in that way and he helps her see that. So describe your character for me. He, uh, he, he has, he has epilepsy. You're describing, he has a disability. Yeah. He, um, well, I think all his life he wanted to, uh, to to be a fighter pilot in the army, or the air force, but um, he finds out he has uh, epilepsy. But he doesn't know what it is. He only knows it as the fits, because uh -huh. this is uh, during World War II, and uh, really throughout the whole show, I don't think he ever really knew the full extent of what was going on. I don't know if the doctors ever fully knew. Um, so he's probably misdiagnosed or he hasn't been diagnosed and they're just writing it off. They're right, the army or the army air corps is writing it off as all oh, this guy is, you know, he's not fit for duty. He's just got the fits or PTSD or they didn't have a uh, categorization for PTSD back then. I mean, he might have leprosy. We don't know. <laughs> leprosy. <laughs> yeah, that is a problem. You would not be, yeah, that would be an issue. Um, I'm sorry to say. So what you're saying is there's these two people on a train that had their life planned out in a very certain way mm -hmm. and life has decided to lob a grenade on that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yes. now they both have to figure out how to pick up the pieces. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> nice. That's act one. <laughs> <laughs> that's act one. Um, all right. So what are some other shows that you really enjoy doing, Annabeth? Let's, uh, let's move on from Last Train. Let's talk about some, sh uh, some other uh, productions you were in that you find particularly... I know you always talk about you were in Little Women. Oh, yes. I loved Little Women. I played Beth. Was it the musical or the play? It was the musical. And where was that at? Um, that was at Samson Community Theater in Clinton, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. um, I did like most of my shows there, so I've been in like big productions, like I said, like big musicals. Um, Hairspray, Footloose, I was in Hello Dolly before everything closed down. Um, yeah, I, I have been in like some little plays that were supposed to be like silly, like at my school, mm -hmm. um, but nothing like this. This is very different than what I'm used to. So it's been really very fun and interesting and challenging. And Tell me how Mita contacted you about the role. Tell me how it started um, and what was your reaction? Well, actually, it was, I had seen your show, Rope, mm -hmm. and I was on the way home, like, telling my sister, wow, I, ha I wish I had an opportunity to do a show like that, like a serious, dramatic play, and, because I, you know, have just been involved in so many musicals and big productions, and, like, oh my gosh, that was so uh, entertaining, and, like, that was, I loved watching that. The next day, Mita had contacted me, and, like, hey, if you're interested, like, I get if you're not, but... Um, we're doing this show on NLT, and it was just like this perfect um, opportunity. Um, so I told her, yes, I'm totally interested. I'm so down for that. I'm so excited for that. So, Well, we're excited to have you back. Thank uh, you. Annabeth, and we're excited to have you back too, Dylan. You know, yeah, I'm excited to be back. You guys, I mean, you guys got a fair bit on your shoulders. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All three of you. It's a very mm -hmm. intimate group that has a decent amount to pull off in a short amount of time. And um, I, for one, can't wait to see to see the show. Uh, are you guys rehearsing with masks? Are you guys rehearsing without masks? What's it like? 
We're rehearsing with masks. Yeah, um, we've been rehearsing with masks. And uh, so, but during the actual show, we're not going to have masks until the unless it's those Sunday matinees, correct? That's that's the plan. Yeah. Right. Um, because it's just the two people, and we're far enough away from the audience, we're going to be more than six feet from the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think we're good without having to wear a mask. But for those that feel more comfortable if they were wearing masks we're going to do that for the sunday matinees or at least face shields you know and um but we're going to hose everything down with disinfectant we've got two hand sanitizer uh stations we uh we ask that everybody coming to see the show wears their master in the production there's no intermission so there won't be any inter- uh concessions sold so nobody can go out and mingle and we're only going to have 20 to 25 people in attendance and everybody will be socially distanced seating with their group so we're going to assume that if you make four reservations for your group you've been around each other so you mm-hmm. can you're a household quote unquote yeah so you'll be sitting together so we're going to semi-assign seats so uh just to, to make sure everybody has their they're a little bubble they can live in. In other words, NLT is doing everything it possibly can to present you a live show safely um, under the current governor guidelines in North Carolina right now. So we're doing everything we can, people. You know, um, it feels like uh, it feels like things are things are looking 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 better on that type of front. Lots of vaccines rolling out. Yep, my parents have both gotten their second shot, and I think they're coming up on their 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 quarantine period, so I mean, they should be good to go. So hopefully everybody who's hopefully everybody who is eligible for a vaccine has started getting their vaccine. So. Right, right, and uh, but you still got to wear your mask. <laughs> if you come to see the show, even if you got your vaccine, you still got to wear your mask. Um, them's the rules. All right. Um, thank you, Dylan and Annabeth, for. Uh, joining us here on the podcast this evening it's been uh it's been very interesting i've enjoyed talking with both of you and thanks to mina for doing a shit ton of work (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm breaking the whip out in a little bit so yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) let's uh let's see if we can't help me out here just a little bit um with the uh logistics and stuff like that um but I, I can't wait to see the show. Mita's a great director, um, and you guys are great actors. So thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah, no problem. No, and and believe me, I, I and I look forward to see what you guys do in the future. You know. Thank um, you. I'm excited to show it to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's that? I'm excited for people to see this. Oh yeah, yeah. I I mean I I am excited too. It, it it sounds like the right story for the right time. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. really does. It really it feels it fits in there very nicely. All right. So, we're going to wrap it up there, people. I hope you join us for the next episode of News Little Podcast. Again, if you uh, listen to this episode and like it, give us uh, five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, maybe in a, a review, even if you feel like it. Uh, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple uh, Podcasts. And uh, hit the follow button on Spotify if you use Spotify. So, please don't forget to do that. It really helps us out. All right. Credits for the show. Your host and creator is Matt Gore. That's me. My producer and editor is Mita Tool. That's me. Music is by Cody Walker. Uh, please go look up Cody on uh, Cody Walker Music on YouTube. And he's also on Cody Walker Music on Facebook as well. He's local, so uh, and he's got a couple of albums out. So why don't you give him a listen? You know, uh, 
easy listening John John Denver type of uh, guitar voice that Cody Walker. All right, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye.